Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. We are excited to be back with all of you wonderful investors listening. Thank you for being with us. Today, we have Kim Gillock from Denver, Colorado. Beautiful out there. She uh, is a full-time, uh, has a full-time job and uh, has started an investment business on the side, her side hustle, as she likes to refer to it. Uh, we get into so many wonderful things today. What was really, what I probably appreciated most about this interview, and I think, uh, I think all of you investors will also appreciate, is really how she got started because she's, she's, she's younger, you know, she's got a full-time job, balancing a lot like all of us, but how did she really just take the plunge and get started? And, and her passion for real estate. I love that. We'll get into that and the why and all that good stuff. Um, but I, I love, you know, that her path and how she started with house hacking and all the good stuff that, you know, yeah. we'll start with. So that was something that I think our listeners today are really going to appreciate. Uh, makes it, it makes it real and it makes it doable, which I think a lot of us don't, we get stopped because things just don't feel doable. They seem big. So she really, we really break it down today to make it feel, um, and not make it feel, but uh, present it in a way that that's doable for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So she talks about house hacking, which I think that if you are a millennial listening to us, if you're not too, you should be doing this for sure. If you're getting started, this Hands is down. Like a no brainer, but she also gives like a really golden nugget about traveler nurses and you've got to listen to it um i think it's just great yeah uh, enjoy the show guys the dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting from finding the best guests to the maintenance to organizing the cleaners after every guest day with vacasa they make that dream into a reality as a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes and key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 Exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com. Or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. 
Welcome back, investors. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show, where we interview, interview some amazing women. And by the way, welcome, Kim, to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Yeah. We're looking forward to jumping into her story in a moment, but we, where we interview women, we have mini-sodes where we kind of talk about what's up, but with what we're all about and what our mission is, is to support women in this business and creating financially free lives and doing it in a balanced way, whatever balanced looks like to yeah. you, right? So, uh, so that's what we're up to. And uh, Andressa, you wanted to share a little bit, like get connected yes. and, and, you know, as you, well, as you always do. What, what book are you reading? The 95 books that you're reading. <laughs> reading this week? I think, did I share this yet? I, I don't know if I did, but it's called The Seat of the Soul. Yeah. One of my like top favorites. <laughs> and I'm, I'm taking longer to, to, to listen to this one because it, it takes longer for me to digest it. Mm-hmm. So I was like very intrigued by it. But what I want to share with you guys, two things. First of all, for you guys that are listening to us, to our podcast, check out if we do have meetups around your location. If we, you don't see anything, protest on our Facebook community and request <laughs> one near you. And join our Facebook community. Um, we have almost a thousand members as of today. And it's growing so much. And we have such a great support. I wish I had that when I got started because another day somebody was, um, you know, sharing their, their payment plan for the contractor. And we found a couple of, you know, loopholes there that she's getting fixed before she gets started. So I love that. But that's not what I want to share today. <laughs> what I want to share today is a conversation that I had with a friend of mine that I really consider him such, like a mentor to me. He doesn't know that, but he is. Uh, and he is, he's, has a ton of experience building larger developments. And one day we were talking about, this past week we were talking about um, a possible development. Um, and he said, let's just get under contract. And I was like, no, but we got to figure it out, <laughs> all the numbers and everything. And he's like, we have some basic lines, basic criteria. If you mm -hmm. pass that, get it under contract and we will make it work after. So when he said that, I had like a mini heart attack and I was like, what do you mean? You got to make it work. He's mm -hmm. like, yes, you got to make it work after. Yeah. And then I kind of like, first, you're a little crazy. Second, you probably are saying something that you really worked for you because clearly you have a ton of, you know, your portfolio is very strong and you're doing very well for yourself. So let me understand like that perspective. And he's like, yeah, if you pass those basic criterias, get it under contract and they make it work. He's committed to make things work. He said that that process forces him to be creative and resolve issues and make it things work. And I'm not saying for you guys to say, oh, I'm just on my first year. I'm just going to get another contract and figure it out later. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that for after you get some experience and you have your basic criteria on the table, that you open up a different, you know, door for me and say, yeah, mm -hmm. We should just lock this down as quick as we can. Mm -hmm. We did pass our criteria and really 
make it work. So mm -hmm. everybody, what can we do here to make the construction numbers work, make the return to our investors work? It really like the problem is just like a good problem is like, okay, we have this great opportunity here. How can we make this work for everybody? Yeah, that's great insight. Yeah. Great. great um, that was good. Yeah. And you, you know, when you think of that too, I think that, that, that person has something that all of us need to continue to keep in mind is like a great team because yeah. in order to make things work, right. You, you yeah. know, having a great team is, is a, is a recipe for that. So, yes. and I'm sure that person does have yes. a, have a great mm -hmm. team. So, you know, that's the other thing that, that the women listening can keep in mind, you know, um, it's not just the deal, but the team and everything. So no, that's great. Great, um, great insight, great suggestion, you know, because we all could be a little cautious sometimes. So we, we got to keep moving forward, right? Right. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Well, very cool. Well, Kim, again, thanks for being on our show. Uh, really, really looking forward to hearing your story. And as we do, as we'd like to do, just share with the listeners what propelled you to get involved in real estate investing? What kind of pulled you into this, this particular business? Um, well, I guess, um, I'm kind of like the rare person who just kind of decided to do it. Like it wasn't really an accident per se. Um, the year I decided to, uh, get into real estate, I was kind of, I moved to Denver a few years prior. Um, I bought my own personal residence and had been like house hacking my other bedroom. Um, the market that was like 2009 when I first bought. So then fast forward to 2012. And I was just kind of like, okay, I know what my mortgage looks like. I know what uh, most of my friends are paying in rent. And I know that everyone I know has 10 friends moving here in the next five seconds. So I'm like, I just feel like this math should work out. Um, I grew up just like, you know, loving houses and loving, you know, I don't know, design and decoration. And I know that when I've ever listened to like, you know, big time real estate investors, it's not about like loving the house. Don't fall in love with the house. And that's important too. Um, but I, you know, I just really do enjoy house projects, house, house decoration, that kind of thing. So I was like, well, I feel like this should work out. Uh, I read a book that kind of helped me run some numbers, some basic numbers, and started looking for a property that year and then closed on my first one in 2013. Um, so that's pretty much how everything got started. Um, and from there, I just, uh, I was like, well, that worked out well. And found bigger pockets and then the rest is history. So, I mean, again, I don't have like a ton of units. It's like kind of a slow build, but uh, still really proud of the ones that I do have. Yeah. So, so house hacking, let's, let's, let's talk through that a little bit. Sure. Um, Cause I think that's a huge opportunity for everyone, mostly, and especially I should say millennials, right. The, oh, you know, and, and it's, you know, that's how Matt, uh, my husband got started in, in investing um, and I was dating him at the time and he had two roommates, bought a home and because of the rent he had coming in made $60. Mm -hmm. So that was his first taste of, wow, like mm -hmm. this is powerful, right? This is, this is like, you know, bucks. yeah, this is 60 bucks, right? The vet spit at that bar. Yeah. Well, can I just talk about one second? Yeah. It's very funny. So yeah. Lynn and I had a meeting a business meeting once near his location of this property. Right. So like, oh, let's just go to this like pub here. And then the guy at the pub said, I remember you. Oh my gosh. That was, that was literally 15 years ago. 
Yeah. yeah. He's like, do you remember? He's like, I remember exactly what you ordered because you came here a lot, right? He's right. like, yeah, you did. He had a crush on you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good when the bartender from 15 years ago remembers who you are. Like, so think about how many, how many times my husband would have to go to that bar. Right? <laughs> Do that. And that's where oh. Matt spent his life. $60. Yeah, where his $60, right. That's and then right. some. Oh my God, that's funny. Um, I'm so glad my husband doesn't listen to our podcast. But uh, <laughs> so, so Kim, so, so house hacking is so, so powerful. And, and for those listening, Google house hacking. I mean, it is a phenomenal strategy. In a nutshell, is it in essence, you are living in the home. You know, it could be a multifamily, it could be a single family, but you are in essence owning, living in the home and renting out rooms per se or renting out space to others so that it t- covers your mortgage and then some. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the ultimate way that people begin in real estate investing because it's really like a mini example of the power of income, right? Rental income. So, when you did house hacking, walk me through that. Was it, did you find a property and you're like, oh, I want a house hack? Or did you kind of learn about house hacking as you're living there? Like what, what came first? Because I think it's a wonderful way for people to get going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, when I first moved to Denver, I mean, I just was like, I'm just, I've always kind of been like a nester. And so I knew I was going to move to Denver and pretty much buy a house like pretty soon thereafter. Um, and I had plenty of space and I just always had planned on renting out that other room. So I actually rented it out to a friend um, and had kind of more like long-term, more like roommates really. It wasn't even like an intentional house hacking thing. I just, you know, obviously sharing expenses reduces your, uh, you know, overall expenses, allows mm-hmm. you to have more money for your free time or travel, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So it was more just to like share expenses um, I hadn't planned on doing it as long as I have. So 10 years later, almost I'm, uh, I've actually converted it more to like a, fr- excuse me, a furnished month to month. So it still feels a little bit more like my house. Um, but I've had, I've honestly met like a ton of cool people, um, a lot of like traveling nurses, mm. uh, but just really all kinds of people. It's, it's been kind of fun actually. So, um, and that's, it is, it is a great way to, um, you know, reduce your expenses so you can save. And then, you know, a few years later, like I said, I had enough money to where I was like, oh, like I can buy another property. So I love that you're mentioning about the traveling nurses. Mm-hmm. That's something that we always focus on Airbnb as well. Because um, we start house hacking kind of with Airbnb and the traveler nurses, they come to, to your location and they spend like two, three months and to me, they are kind of ideal because they don't spend a day there and they come, they just sleep, then they go. I think those are like gold. What Kim is saying is just like gold, write that down because yes. there's websites, there's Facebook groups, and you can reach out to them directly and just get that you know, quality tenant. And that's what we are looking for. Kim, how did you vet those people? Because people that are listening to how they are like, oh, that's kind of like strange or, or for liability safety purpose, that's, that might be their concerns. Did you have at that time, like a vetting process? In play um, or how did you I don't, do I don't particularly, I mean, like, I guess if they're, if it's someone who's not a traveling nurse, I do do a credit and background check. Um, it's a service called cozy.co and they, you know, do it. It's easy or whatever. Um, traveling nurses, they're already background checked by the agency that, mm-hmm. that is sending them. Um, they get a pretty large stipend, uh, like a housing stipend. 
um, in Denver, especially, or any large city where it's an expensive cost of living, they get like a whole housing stipend. Yes. Um, so I know that that money's there. So I really kind of more, if you know, I, I am living with this person. So it kind of is, you know, do we get a good, are, are we vibing? Are we getting a good vibe from you? I mean, you know, kind of ask them like lifestyle questions. At this point, like I'm not looking to go out and like rage and like get home at three in the morning <laughs> and have you wake me up and the dog and then it's crazy. It's more like, okay, can we enjoy some wine on the patio? Like, you know, I don't, that yeah. kind of thing. So like, are we, yeah. gonna go, are we kind of a similar lifestyle? So I've been very fortunate and found really awesome, fun people. And, you know, as it turns out, they keep helping me house hack. So. But what's interesting too, with your profession, you're in the healthcare profession. Yes. So you know that profession really well. You mm -hmm. know the, you know, you know, you, you know, we all know of, of nurses, obviously. I mean, not, and no moron doesn't know what a nurse is, but you, you know, that's still part of your, your profession in essence. So you, you know, that customer in essence, you know, you know, what that, what that, what that looks like. And I think, I think that's really important, you know, just to share that with, with, with our listeners is that so many people talk about going after properties, going after markets and going after like that. Mm -hmm. But we don't talk enough about, which is in like the true business part of this is who do you want your customers to be? Yeah. Like, who do you really yeah. want your customers to be? And I don't, that's like maybe the 20th question that people ask, even if they ask, I mean, some people don't even ask it mm -hmm. versus that being one of the first questions you ask, because that's well, going to dictate where, where you're going to buy, what the market is. And, you know, without customers that hold on to, you know, you keep paying customers, yeah. I should say, you know, you're, you're, you're nothing in this business, especially if it's the rental business. So don't forget to ask that question. You know, our, our ladies listening, I mean, ask that question, who do you really want your customers to be? Whether you're flipping, whether you're buying hold, whatever, mm -hmm. who do they, who do you need them? You know, what do you like, you know, want them, those qualities, obviously right. you want them to have. Exactly. That's important, you know, right. and my friend, Matt, he's in uh, marketing and he does all kinds of business stuff. He's like super dynamic entrepreneurial individual. And he's like, you're going to be successful because you know who you want to rent to. And literally every time I bought a property, I know who like my target demographic is. And I mean, obviously fair housing, you can't be advertising for this, that of or course. whatever, but you can kind of buy a house, um, fix it up in a way where you are attracting that person that you want to rent to. Absolutely. And um, I feel like I've always, I don't, I don't know if it was intentional, but that's just something that I was always doing um, yeah. with my properties. So at least be mindful of it, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, not. yeah, I don't have time. Like I don't, uh, no one has time for bad tenants, but like with having a full-time job, I really don't have time to be like, chasing checks around or, or, or dealing with, yeah. with difficult things that um, could have been prevented by, by having a, a better tenant. So. Mm -hmm. You're trying to close on your next rental. So why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. 
Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's and I want to pick back. <laughs> I want to pick back on uh, on that topic. Um, a lot of people use having a full time job as an excuse why they don't invest in real estate, why they don't get started, because they say, "Well, I don't have the time. When I get home, I'm so tired. You know, I still need to either you know cook dinner for the kids or or have other other things going on." And some people that don't have kids, they just say, well, I just want to relax <laughs> or, or do something else. But I want to, um, I want to talk more about the benefits of having a full-time job for the real estate besides the, the, the W2 that you, you're totally bankable. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> right. It's just like, uh, yeah. Hashtag bankable right here. <laughs> hashtag bankable. Yeah. Please. Yeah, totally. And also, how do you make it work still having, you know, a, a job? How it's, ha- how it's been your experience? Um, I mean, I guess a couple of things as far as advantages go. I mean, one, obviously the bankable thing, being able to get a loan um, is super important um, or else you can't really do it very easily. Um, I guess also there's, there's a little bit for me of comfort in knowing that like I have an income that's completely separate from this real estate stuff. So like if things were to fall apart, the market changes, um, you know, then I'm not, I'm not worried about like surviving, which is really nice. And that, that's a good thing for me at this point where I still, you know, I'm kind of, even though I've been doing it for like six years, still kind of need that safe, feel like I need that safety net. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as making time for it, I mean, first of all, I'd say that like, I don't think anything else gets me as excited um, as talking about real estate. I love talking about it. I talk about it all day. Right. So I think when you do have that like excitement about it, that it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like work to me. Right. Um, It's kind of like, and whenever you're in charge of your own destiny in the sense of my rentals, my real estate side hustle is going to like survive or die based on myself, like, I don't feel like it's a job, like I'm excited to do it and I want it to succeed. So it's, it's going and I'd rather spend time on that than like most anything else. So making time for it isn't hard. Um, I don't know. I'm, I've just never been a person to like, I'm not that into TV. Like I don't sit on the couch that much. I'm pretty much go, go, go. So I like 
carve out time for this kind of thing. It's on my calendar. I know when I need to do certain things for certain properties, I have kind of a schedule. Mm -hmm. So I think part of it too is um, being intentional about your time and carving out that time, like in advance, not letting, I mean, things are always going to surprise you. There's always been things that come up, but um, as far as my calendar goes, like I look at my calendar like the whole year in advance, like what am I doing my property checks? When am I renewing my leases? Like, so that I have that time built in already and I don't like get super overwhelmed with too much at the same yeah. time. I mean, yeah. you, you can never always plan everything. Of course, things are going to come up, but yeah, you can kind of do the best that you can do and yeah. you'll, make, you'll make time for it if you want to. I, I love what you said on a lot of fronts and I heard once and I wrote it down again here in my notes because it's just something I, all of us need to be reminded of, but you have to figure out why you want to do something. And then the how and the what gets figured out. I don't know who I heard that from. I'm sure I didn't make it up because it's way too clever for me to have made up. But, <laughs> but, um, but I really love that because you said something, you said a lot of great things, but you said something really, really important. You said, it's not hard to make time for it because I love it. I'm, I'm passionate about it. And sometimes I'm talking to investors, current investors, I mean, people that have portfolios and newbies, and I'll be talking to them and I'll be like, why do you want to invest in real estate? Mm -hmm. And they'll look at me or why are you investing in real estate? And if they answer, answer to me is only about the money, mm -hmm. it's only about that, that's hard to continue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I, I, I say that to the women listening you have to figure out why, mm -hmm. like why, even if you're transitioning and you're flipping right now and mm -hmm. now your next phase is rental business or you're an Airbnb and you want to get into multifamily, this applies to everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But to be really clear on like, why are you doing it? Because like shit is going to go down, you know, mm -hmm. things happen <laughs> in this business. Things are going down. It's just not all roses and sunshine, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah, I know. Right. I, I wish there, I wish it was, but you have to have this very strong why to bring you back. I mean, I've been in this business for 15 years. I really sound like I'm like a 95 year old, but <laughs> it's a long time, but it's true. Like, and I, and I, I still love it. You know, do I love all of the things that have happened? No. Do I love every property to like, does I want to just like hug? Maybe right. not, but yeah. I love real estate. I love what it can cool. do. I love so many of the things that we've done. And, and that's, there's a, there's a passion there st still. Exactly. And that's what kind of fuels us and keeps us going. We, we, you know, we, we focus, okay, let's not do this anymore. Let's do more of that mm -hmm. business. Right. But if you don't have a passion for it, you don't know why you're doing it, then don't work in this, this business of real estate investing because it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. So I just right. want to share that the how, yeah. the how and the what and the money and the deals and the team gets all figured out. Mm -hmm. But if the passion isn't there. Yeah, it's just not sustainable. There's not sustainable. Yeah, it's too much work. It, it, like, it, it ends up being, it feels like too much work then to keep going with it. Whereas yeah. if, it, if you have your why and you, you do like what it is, I guess this applies for like any career really. Yeah, uh, write it down, you know? put it on your poster, like look yeah. at it every day. I mean, you know, Andressa, what do you, you know, what do you do to keep your why in so, front of you? Because I think it's so important. I wish I could share my screen here. So one thing that I do is a vision board where like, and, and I did this exercise with another friend, another, uh, like a couple of weeks ago. Um, I asked her, what's your vision? And then she, she mentioned to me a couple of things. I was like, 
I'm not asking rationally. I'm asking when you close your eyes and you see that beach house, how does that beach house look like? I, that's the description that I want. So that's an example. And then I put all those pictures online. I can share on, on the show notes. There is this, this software application where you put all your, your pictures, right? That mm. what you see. And it creates like a collage and it becomes like one picture. And I put on my, uh, the, the background of my computer. So I see it every day. I see it everywhere that I go. But one thing that I wanted to share is that when you ask people, why are you doing this? And they say, well, so I can get X amount of cash flow. I was like, okay, you get the cash flow and do what with that? Right. The answer is your why. What are you going to do with that? Go, yeah, don't, that's don't a great. Tell me that you're going to spend on a car or something that no. is like, no, I want to know like what moves you. If you freaking die today, what that cash flow is going to do for the yeah. next generations are going to allow them to do, to, you know, fulfill their dream of doing whatever they think that they want to do. Oh no, I want to, you know, bring water to places that don't have water. I am passionate about women that uh, were domestic, um, got, um, used or children or or whatever your mm -hmm. situation is so your why go past that mm -hmm. the cash flow or the the capital gain that you're gonna get yeah right. because if you don't have that you gotta get in touch with yourself to really like sit down and really like oh what do i care about really yeah. like that that's what what this goes yeah one thing kim that you said you're like i don't get tired of it right yeah. no it's fun it's energizing like exactly nothing nothing gets me like more excited and like like exhilarated than like when i buy the, the property right. it's like <laughs> so excited yeah i so. saw this quote another day that talks exactly about it it says um people are not tired because they just work the entire day they're tired because they're spending a lot of time on things that don't bring happiness totally. yeah. a little time on the things that do so yeah. you can spend time on things that really it gets me so energized like those conversations that we're doing you know the meetups and mm -hmm. all of that absolutely adds to me gives me energy more yeah. than takes out definitely yeah. and that kind of yeah. goes to like anything where you feel like you're dragging your feet through the mud like even when you're in your real estate business, like those are the things that, you know, you find other people to do so that right. you can kind of focus on the things that give you energy and keep moving you forward. Yeah. I, I have to say, I know that I haven't put that into practice yet, but I know that. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I wanted to circle back with you too, Kim is like, you know, you've, you, you're growing a portfolio, you have a full-time job, you know, when, when you started out or even the, the, you know, the first few properties that you took on, what were your biggest mistakes? What were the things that, you know, as you look back, you've course corrected or at least you're aware, right? So what, what were those things, those biggest learned lessons you've had and how have you um, shifted those and, and really, you know, kind of helped you make, you know, create a better portfolio business, you know, as a result? Totally. Um, I mean, I guess probably like a lot of people when they're starting, you know, treating it like a real business, um, probably doing too much myself, um, work, you know, doing 
too much in the business versus like on the business. Um, Can you explain that, Kim, a little bit more? Yeah, exactly. So um, working in the business is kind of like you're the person on the ground doing everything. You go over there to clean out the pipe. You go over there to repaint the wall instead of like how much, how much are you going to pay someone to do that little thing versus like having those like few hours free to um, further your business, you know, listen to a podcast to be networking, um, that kind of thing. And there's still, I think that I've gotten to the point with most of my properties where I kind of have a balance of that. Like there are still a few things that I do, um, but I try to focus more on hiring out the things that are just going to like suck my time and also make it feel like, like work versus yeah. things that I want to focus on where. What were a few of those things initially for you? Like, what did you like? What were the first few things that you've given away or have you gotten some support around? Is it like the, just actually like the maintenance stuff or is it in the rent collection or managing the property? I'm curious. Um, pretty much it would be maintenance related things, at least for the properties in Denver. I've got two in Denver and two in Tulsa where I'm mm -hmm. from. So, I mean, a lot of that in Tulsa, I do, um, I can't, I can't even physically literally do on my own. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, other thing, I mean, other things I would say I've pretty much automated. There's not a lot still that I have other people doing for me, except for maintenance stuff. Um, the things that I have more or less like outsourced have actually just been me automating them. So it's not taking up like bandwidth in my, in my schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, so rent collection, um, anything related to like leases or signing, it's all, everything's online. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, trying to maximize my, my time, uh, away, yeah. away from the rental stuff. Cause I, you know, I do have a life and I do have another job. So I have to make sure that, that those things are taken care of as well. Definitely. And for the automation, do you, are you using something very specifically for that? Um, yeah. So all of my, um, online like applications for rentals and rent collection is done through uh, cozy.co. Mm -hmm. and I've been using that now for probably four or five years and it's fantastic. Um, I would highly recommend it. Um, I use mint.com for all of my finance stuff. They just pull in all of your credit card and bank account, everything. I do that once a month. I just consolidate all my finances. Um, I had as part of my like laying the groundwork for future growth, yes. I was like, okay, I need to transition to QuickBooks. Everyone does uh, QuickBooks and all the professionals use it and that's what I need to do too. So I got online. QuickBooks online is pretty um, expensive once you start getting a, an account for like each property that you have. And I'm like, well, as I scale up, I can't have like 40 QuickBooks accounts. That's going to add up really fast, very unnecessary. But everyone said to get QuickBooks for your desktop. So yeah. I was like, game on. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to be great. So I get QuickBooks for, this is like two weeks ago. <laughs> I got QuickBooks for desktop. I just yeah. had a panic attack. Have you guys ever used that thing? Yeah. It was very yeah. overwhelming. So anyways. Like, what the hell? Who the hell created this? It was basically for an accountant. I, I couldn't even, I'm like, I'm technically a millennial. I could not figure out how to import my <laughs> transactions. I was like, panic attack. Okay. I got a refund like within three hours. And then um, I, I've been trying out this new program called Stessa. I don't know if you guys have seen it advertised. Yes. Mm -mm. It's been like bigger pockets and they found me on social media to advertise to me there as well. So it's, um, um, it's actually assets spelled backwards. Oh, um, so okay. S-T-E-S-S-A. Oh. 
And it's basically it. like all finances for real estate investors. Um, so I can kind of show you your whole portfolio, how it's performing different metrics. Mm. Um, and I've been using that for a few months now and I've been like, kind of like dabbling with that. Okay. And now I'm starting to kind of get into that more as probably how I'm going to manage my finances. Would that be a forward. suggestion for QuickBooks or something similar? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Oh, nice. And not, at least from my perspective, a lot easier to use than QuickBooks yeah. uh, for desktop. Um, but but yeah. I love what you're saying though, that you're laying the ground. And I think that, you know, if you think about like the agriculture, right? Mm -hmm. We just lay the ground first. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, there's times to do certain things. And I think that having your vision very clear and really laying the ground first, it's like important and so essential for the success. My challenge is that a lot of people put pressure on the quantity mm -hmm. of how many do you have, how, mm -hmm. you, you know, and one day I was talking um, to Liz about it in different, uh, it was a different concept, but it was really like, it doesn't really matter how many you have. You can have a hundred doors and half of that does not cash flow at right. all. Yeah. Or, and you can have, you know, a full, you know, hand of those that cash flow very well. So at the end of the day, I think the question is a little bit like misleading. Mm -hmm. Having X amount of, of properties really don't, don't do much because I don't know your cash flow. I don't know your numbers. So it doesn't really mean much on that sense. Right. Quality over quantity. Yeah, right. Isn't it? <laughs> so Kim, share, share with us where you're going for now. We know you have properties uh, in Denver and Tulsa, where are you going? So, you know, we are always looking to connect ladies among themselves. Mm -hmm. So we always start asking what people want, where they're going because connections are being made and we're super happy about yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like, especially like listening to more podcasts, reading more books as I'm kind of like laying the groundwork for what I want to do next. I feel like if I really do want to grow in this industry, I do need to scale to multifamily. Um, so I feel like the next step for me is going to be something probably like in the like five to eight unit range. Mm -hmm. Um, so I am looking to like a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of women figuring out how to partner with somebody. Um, I've been reading, uh, Liz's husband, Liz, her husband's book about, um, using other people's money to invest, which has been a very like meaty read. Like every chapter is a lot, mm -hmm. um, that's been great. Uh, so basically figuring out how to partner, what that looks like for me, how comfortable I feel using other people's money and whether I have the bandwidth to manage other people's money and whether that's something that I can like reasonably do well. Mm -hmm. um, so mostly networking and figuring out how to get to the multifamily space. Um, I know you guys have had some awesome guests on the last month or so, especially who were really talking about that transition to multifamily. So mm -hmm. I feel like I am ready for that. And I'm just kind of laying the groundwork to, to make that move. Um, I don't want to sit here and do too much analysis paralysis and like never make it happen. But I also want to feel like I'm personally ready for that next step. Yeah. And it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's exciting because I think for, um, I'll pay you later for the, uh, the, 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 the shout out to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Um, but no, it, it, it's so 
it's such an interesting place because I feel like I, I think about my path and I, and Andrea, so you probably have a similar path. Like there's things that you begin working on in your business and you, you, you buy a property and then there's something else presented to you and it's new and it's a little different. And so you're like, hold on, I haven't done this, this before, but you want to go there. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. development, maybe it's flipping, maybe it's multifamily, whatever, whatever it is. But I think it's a common path for, for many of us. And you, I think the, the best thing you're doing is A, you're laying groundwork, but, but something that you didn't say that you probably don't even realize is you have all this already, this experience, right? So mm-hmm. then the question becomes, what can I bring to that, that, you know, as I look for this, you know, five to eight unit multifamily property and what am I missing? Mm-hmm. You know, not missing. I don't mean like you're missing things, but yeah. what, what, what gap do I have? So what, what, what do I have that can fit what might be ne- needed to go there? And what do I need to maybe develop or um, partner? Like you're saying, I think it's always, we always have stuff to bring. And then there's always those one or two things that were like, this might be gaps for me, but where mm-hmm. can I make that up? Through right. team, whether it's a skill that I just need to develop, like my underwriting skills or what have you. So I think it's a very common versus where most of us sometimes get, I, I don't know about, about all of you, but, but the, with the women listening, you may feel like, well, I can't do that because I didn't, I haven't done it, or it's very competitive, or you, know, you just put in these excuses or these reasons you can't do it, mm-hmm. when really all of us are in that place. We're all always, we're doing this, and then this is something else we want to do right? Mm-hmm. Andres and I are doing that right now as we're building out this investor community, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's new territory for us, you know? Uh, so it's, it's new to us. We've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've bought duplexes before. We've done that before, you know? So there's <laughs> things we do, there's things we haven't done. So exactly. don't let that stop you. Women listening, don't let that stop you. Uh, just, just lay the found, foundation and figure out what those gaps are and, and figure out how to manage those gaps. Right. And part of it too, like, I mean, the first few properties, like you're just going to be learning a lot and like, and that's okay too. It's not, Oh yeah. you can't know everything going into it and that's fine. And I just, you know, especially for like moving forward, like just need to kind of channel myself from about six years ago. I didn't know exactly. I had an idea of what I was doing with, with the single families and now I have a way better idea. So I just kind of got to have that same mindset moving forward. Yeah. The yeah. Like I know, I know what I know. Let's see what I need to learn. So yeah, yeah always a learning curve. And there's a, a quick note about partnerships. We're actually, um, you know, the, the woman listening to this, we are um, putting out webinars, you know, to our community, yeah. free webinars, you mm-hmm. know, for now at least, <laughs> but uh, they are free. And what one of them is going to be about very soon is, is a, a partnership, um, you know, so we'll put it in the show notes. Maybe we'll plan this episode around when we're about to uh, share that. But it's going to be actually a webinar about how to form partnerships because there's so much of that happening in this business. And you can have amazing partners and you can have crooked <laughs> partners. I mean, it's that, yeah. it can get that bad. It's just so kind of like choosing your tenants where yeah. you're, you know, if you, you have bad tenants that can, that can make your life really difficult. And I'm sure yeah. probably even more so for a bad partner. So yeah, totally. choosing your life partner, same kind of thing. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> but um, pretty much. Kim, you, you've shared so many great, um, so much great insight. Really, really appreciate that. I love your journey. Okay, looking, looking forward to where you go because you're doing cool. some amazing stuff. Where can the ladies listening learn more about you, learn more about what you're up to and keep in touch with you? Um, probably the best place uh, for a real estate discussion is Bigger Pockets. Um, I'm on there as a Kimberly Gillock. Uh, so that's me on Bigger Pockets. Um, Instagram, 
Kimmy G0783, K-I-M-M-Y-G0783 is probably two best places to connect with me. Great. So we're going to add all of this information on our show notes. And now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. Are you ready, Kim? I am ready. All right. What's the most transformational book you have ever read? Uh, I say, so besides Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which literally did change my entire mindset about life moving forward. Um, I think uh, recently I read a book called Never Eat Alone. Oh. And um, it's basically kind of like Liz's mantra of always be networking. Um, it's all about how relationships uh, can basically how relationships basically form the whole world and how that can really help to get you where you want to be. Not that you're ever looking to like use those things, like use anyone. It's just more like how you have those, those connections with people and how that is able to move you forward and probably bring a, bring forth new opportunities you didn't even know existed. So mm-hmm. kind of is like motivating me to be more intentional about uh, networking, always be networking. So Wow. Yeah. That's great. The second question is what's the most powerful routine you do to create a financially free and balanced life? Say, um, probably how I use my goal setting and calendars together. I do a lot of goal setting like at the beginning of the year and check in with those pretty frequently throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about goal setting, but it's also like, how are those goals going to get achieved and how those steps move from the goal sheet to my calendar so that there's time to make those things go forward. Love that. Um, that also kind of translates to like, also like, when am I making time for fitness and making time for friends and all the other responsibilities that all of us juggle every day. So that's great that you're doing that because it's just like an action, right? Mm-hmm. You just was like, Oh, this is my goal, but what are the actions attached to it? If we, mm-hmm. if we can break it down, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, the last question is, which women, famous or not, has inspired you the most? Definitely, uh, especially after Mother's Day recently, I say my mom. Um, she's just the best. She's kind of like a, a business partner in a way. Um, we both help each other with some property management stuff. Um, outside of that, she is a super entrepreneurial lady, super hardworking, um, kind, generous, and just great to be around. Um, I've definitely hope I can uh, aspire to be as amazing as she is when, when I am a little bit older. So wonderful mama, mama Gail. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Kim. Thank you so much for your, uh, you know, being on our show, your authenticity and just, you know, sharing all your good nuggets of information. Excited to, excited to see where you go and navigate here. So it's really, really good stuff. You're, you're, you're set up for success. No question. Cool. Thanks so much for having me. I hope I had a few pearls of wisdom for people getting started. Oh, 100%. Keep us posted. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Andressa and Liz. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.